So uh, today is the first service that we're back since uh, the, begin- the end of 2013, and uh, it's crazy. I can't believe that it's it's already uh, been this long. That storm of the century, snowpocalypse last uh, Sunday was it just terrible, wasn't it? There was like drifts like three feet behind my car last week. So it was good that we canceled because there would have been like two people here and I wouldn't be one of them. So they would have just, you could sit down and you could pray together and call it good. Um, but that was, yeah, it's definitely kind of sad that we weren't able to be together. So I am, I'm, su- I'm super excited to talk to you about this today. Um, I don't know about you, when I start the beginning of a new year, I always have this time where uh, I, I begin to kind of like reflect, I don't know if you guys are like that, but, you know, I get to the end of a year and we start a new one and you kind of go through and you're like, you know, what did, what did I accomplish last year? You know, the goals maybe that I set out to do and um, I'm a pretty goal-driven guy, so I think like, did I actually reach some of these goals that I had? And You know, did I fall short on some of them? And, and I get to the end of it and I have some of the goals and I'm like, yeah, I didn't really quite make that. Um, Amy and I are actually super, super like organized people because of being, uh, I think, so busy. Uh, if, if you don't know my wife, Amy, she's over there. She can raise her hand for a second. She's the pretty one in the corner. Um, I, I, I tell her when we go out, I always say, stand close to me because I want everyone to know that you're with me, you know, show off. Um, but, but because we're so busy, she's actually a, a college student. She has an internship and she works another job. I'm bivocational where I work at a job and I also do this as the, as the church. So we're both very busy. So like we schedule our weeks. Like we write down what our weeks are and we do this. And usually every year at the end of the year, we actually go away for a week uh, or a few days at least. And we spend some of the time, we literally sit in a coffee shop and we'll write down, what do we want to do next year? Because you, you can approach a year with, with no goals and you get to the end of it and you didn't reach any goal because you didn't have any goal and you just kind of existed, you know? And, and so we'll kind of look over our goals and we'll say, you know, what's next year? I failed one of them. My, chan- my hope was to lose 10 pounds last year. I did not. I think I gained like another five. Um, being being married early on, you know, we're only like, this is going to be two years this, this summer. It just, I used to eat like bread sandwiches before, and now I eat like real meals. It's really difficult. There's, there's good food going in here every day. But, um, you know, you come to the end of the year, and you kind of have this thing of, of did I accomplish goals? And, and what am I going to do next year? That's my thing. As much as I am about the last year, what I always seem to do is, is I, I come up to this next year, and I immediately think, this is going to be the year. Oh, but 24, this is going to be the year, you know? I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this goal, and I'm going to accomplish this. And I always feel that way about it at the beginning of the year. Maybe you're like me. If, if anyone is, like, jittery or whatever, kids, if you ever need to get up and do something, it's fine. Don't worry. I, I fully understood the idea of bringing you in here today, that there was going to be some distractions. So don't worry, okay? But maybe you're like me, and you think the same kind of way. Did you come to the end of this year, and you thought about... What did I do? What did I accomplish? You youngins, okay? All you young guys and girls. You, know, you come to the end of the year and you think, did I, did I get the best grades that I could have in school? Um, did I be the best me? Did I obey my parents? Was I, was I a good kid this year? Um, you know, what's next year going to be like when you go to a different, a different grade? Maybe some of you guys are in those crazy grades where you go from like kindergarten to elementary school or elementary school to middle school or middle school to high school. And there's these big changes that are coming up and you're kind of looking forward to them. And you think that I'd be all that I could be. Maybe some of you, um, people who are in kind of the high school age, middle school age, you look back and think, you know, was I who I wanted to be? Or was I being something that someone else wanted me to be? You know, what, what's 2014 going to be like? How about some young singles? Maybe you guys think, I was hoping 2013 would be the year I would find that mate. 
maybe 2014, right? You know, maybe you think, did I, did I move forward in any goals or direction in my life or no, you know, do I, do I have any more direction? And maybe you look toward 2014 and you think this is the year that I'm going to figure it out. What am I going to do with my life? Where am I going to go? Right? Maybe some of you people with kids, I probably, you look back and you're like, it feels like it was January 1st, 2013 yesterday. Don't know where that last year went because you were too busy just trying to keep people from sticking things in holes in their nose and their ears and their eyes. Just, just don't poke anything out, you know, and that's been like the last year of your life is just trying to keep up with kids running. And, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, what do you think for 2014? And you're like, I didn't do any 2013. I didn't even know it was there. All I was doing was chasing around kids all year, you know. Um, but, you know, we're at the beginning of a new year. And it's a good time for us to look and say, you know, where. You know, where are we going? And maybe you're like me and you kind of think that same thing. What's 2014 going to hold for us? Where are we going to go? Um, that's how I think, at least. And I, I think it does have, um, it has bearing. It's smart that we do that. It's not a bad thing. I think it's actually, I think it's a good thing. Especially now we sit together here this morning as a church. And obviously we're focused around the spiritual side. And if you're like me, certainly we come to the end of the year and we say, did I did I do all that I could do? Did I be all that I could be in regards to my faith this last year? You know, we come to the end of a year as a church, beginning of a new year, and say, did I, did I do everything I could have done, you know, as a student or as an adult, whatever your life situation is? Were you, were you Christ to people? Did you show them a, a clear example of who he was, you know? Did, was there opportunities that you had missed? And you could start to think, you know, what's, what's this next year going to be like for me? Well, that's very, very important for us as a, as a church. We like to do this every single year, kind of start over and think, you know, where, where are we at? Where are we going? That's why I wanted kids here as well, too. Because you know what? I, you know what one of my pet peeves are, kids? I dislike so much when churches say, you are the church of tomorrow. You're the church of today. You guys are the church of today. You guys can tell people, you can tell your friends about Jesus just as much as any of us. We don't have to be, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 to be able to share what we know about Jesus, any of you guys who are in Acts Kids, you have the opportunity when you go to school to be able to tell people about Jesus Christ, to tell people about this cool church you go to where it's fun and it's exciting and you get to learn things. You have an opportunity. You're just as much the church as any of us. If you're a guest and this is your first time, you can relax. You can chill for a second if this is your first time. I'm glad you're here. I would only invite you, please come back, because this is kind of a different service than what we normally do. Especially if you have kids, please come back, because kids, don't, you won't hurt my feelings. Axe Kids is more fun than this, isn't it? Go, come on, you can say it. It's more fun than this, isn't it? Yeah, I know. You guys up here, you guys don't know. They have like, they play Xbox before service starts. There's all different stuff downstairs. Kids have a ball. And we try to really create those environments so these kids really get to hear about Jesus in a way that's appropriate for them, understandable for them. So if you have kids, please come back. If you're a new visitor, bring them back. Let them check that out because our, our kids program is, is, is amazing, awesome, second to none. But as a church, you know, we're coming here today, and there's a lot of us who've been here maybe the whole year, part of the year. And, and today what we're going to do is we're going to put your name up and your attendance score and the amount of money you gave and the amount of hours you're serving. We're just going to scroll through them, and we're just going to point at people, laugh or clap. It's going to be terrific. Now nah, I'm just joking. You guys can relax. We're not going to do that. Maybe. Yet. Don't tempt me. 
But really, this is, I'll be completely honest with you, this is a bad sermon. It's, it's a bad sermon. It's a better meeting than a sermon, to be honest with you. Because I want to talk to you a little bit about last year, this next year, uh, and I'm not going to try to preach hard a point to you, but I'm going to try to show you something that I think is really, really important for our church. And if you're here, let me just be real with you. You guys are the church. That's what we are as the church. This isn't the church. The building isn't the church. The, the service isn't the church. It's people. It's you and I who say, yeah, we're part of this, and we want to make this thing happen. We want to share Jesus with this community. We're the church. So when I say Acts, when I say us, it's you included. I've only been here a couple weeks. It's you. I'm sorry. You're in us. You're you're our lot now. You're you're with us. But 2013 has been an amazing year. We look back. I look back at at the end of this year, and I look, and I'm like, holy cow. I want to share some of this with you. Check this out. Our weekend worship experiences were awesome this last year. We talked about our growth tract, about prayer changes us, money don't grow on trees, because why, Rocky Road. We did our Highway to Hell and Stairway to Heaven uh, continuation. If you weren't here for that, oh, man, that was hilarious. So good. We did wedding vows, free. We talked about wisdom. We did at the movies, the classics. We talked about romantically inclined and messed up. It was a cool year for learning. I don't know about you, but I had some of my favorites last year. And I hope you did too. I hope there were some messages that you're like, dude, that message is going to stick with me forever. That was, it was something that I grasped a hold of and it's going to change me. Last year in our weekend uh, worship experiences, we had, we had records too that we set. We had our highest attendance ever, 185 people on a Sunday morning. Crazy. We had 62 kids. And what's really cool about that is, is that number is actually, we're coming up on it on a regular basis in our church. It's so cool. Last year, we had over 250 visitors. That's amazing, right? Over five people a week coming in and checking out Acts Church. Terrific, awesome opportunities for us. I love the fact, we always say, we love the fact that we're a church that every Sunday we have a visitor. Every Sunday we have someone where we get to talk to them and, and are, are checking out this church and seeing if this is something that connects with how they want to explore their faith. This one's really awesome. We had over 25 people give their life to Jesus last year. Awesome, right? Terrific. It's amazing to get to see that there's, there's churches that, that go years and years and can't say that they're seeing that kind of salvation. We see life change in people. Those are just people who raised their hand in services and said, yeah, that's me. Obviously, we know there's other people who just, they, they're growing in their faith and they cross that threshold, but maybe they didn't raise a hand in a service. But we know there's, there's life change happening in people's lives, and that's so awesome as a church. That's what we're all about. This last year has been awesome as an organization. We've grown. Our average attendance has grown. People have grown. We've grown spiritually. For the very first time ever in 2013, our church gave over $100,000. $105,000 last year as a church. That's amazing. Amazing stuff, especially considering, I mean, I just let's just be real. Look around. We're very average folk. You know what I mean? There isn't some donor that's giving like $75,000 out of that, some rich person sitting here. It's average people who take and give because there's awesome stuff happening and say, I want to be a part of this. And I thank you guys, every one of you who have given, because I can tell you it's not like that's sitting in an account somewhere. We use that to touch this community and to build things so that we can do even better in our community to, to transition to that. Awesome year in our community. I know you know, I mean, our whole thing is love God, love everyone. And yeah, we we come together and we talk about loving God, but then we always go out and we love the community. 2013 was crazy for that. We had 
a massive reaction to our Everyone Welcome campaign for Easter again. I love, I said, any marketing where people steal your marketing, it's good marketing. <laughs> people are stealing our signs out of yards. For some reason, people just think it's hilarious to be able to take them and stuff like that. It's always the most controversial one, like the strippers ones. Stuff. People like take those ones and they run off with them, you know? And it's hilarious, but... We did with that for our Easter, if you were here, we did our Because Why series. Because Why. And what's cool is our Because Why video was our farthest reaching social media event ever in the history of the church. Check this out. Our video promotion for Easter Sunday reached 4,280 people. Isn't that crazy? 4,280 people. Where's our star? Where's, where's, where's our boy? There he is. If you haven't seen it, go back on our Facebook and watch Because Why. Hilarious video. Ethan Bell, I mean, he just really captured the essence of the acting in it. And it was just, it was terrific. But I mean, that was crazy. We've never had, we've never had reach over maybe a, a thousand seeing. We had over 4,000 people see that video. Terrific. It means we're making inroads in the people's lives. They're seeing who we are. Awesome opportunity. We laid the foundation of becoming what we call a five-city church last year. That was the idea that we didn't just want to be for LaSalle. We wanted to be for LaSalle, Peru, Oglesby, Spring Valley, and Utica. And the goal is that as we grow as a church, we're able to encompass those areas, do things for them, and reach people from those areas as well too, not just LaSalle. And it was amazing. We did our five-city blitz, and we hung door hangers on almost 13,000 houses. Amazing amount of work. All you guys who walked. How many people are like, yeah, my feet still hurt from all that walking, right? (laughs) Crazy awesome thing, though. I mean... Over almost 13,000 houses, that's just insane. We did our movies on the move, and we had over 1,100 people come to those events that we put together. A lot of them in communities. We had never done anything before. It was awesome to get to see people come out and check us out in a way that, like, well, we've never even done something for them, and we had a huge crowd come out. When we did our, our movie in LaSalle, our movie in LaSalle got twice as many people to it as the one the city put on. Because people know the events that we put on, that they're, they're next level. They're to an extent where it's like, this is going to be cool. Worth taking the kids, kids to, excuse me. We finished out the year with Christmas care, which was amazing. I think I told you about it at the beginning of this year. We, get, we were able to work with Harvest Community Church, partnering together, using the, the community's generosity. And we were able to give presents to 718 kids. That's amazing, right? You know, when you look at, at in numbers like that, I mean, you can't help but say, wow, 2013, that was, that was amazing. I mean, wow, how, how were we a part of that? That's how I feel a lot of times. You know, being, being the lead pastor and, and trying to, to move forward our, our organization, our church, our, our group, sometimes I look back and I think, I, I honestly can't believe that that's real, that we, that we were able to accomplish that. It's great. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. You guys are awesome. But like those numbers are like, wow, you know, that's, that's crazy. 2013, you can't help but say, man, I mean, God is good. He is good through and through, and we know it. Kids, you doing okay? You doing okay? Man, you're losing. You're, I'm losing you. I'm losing you. I can already feel it. You're like, uh, okay, here. Here's what we'll do. You guys ready? I'm going to play something for you. You guys got like 10 seconds to get up, just for one second. You guys ready? Ready? All right, Darren, hit it. Okay? You good? If you lost your opportunity, you got to get up now, because you only get... How many times can the pastor play him him sexy? And I know it during a service. There's not that many times. (laughs) 
There's a limit. It's like two or three. Then it's not a sermon anymore. It's a party. It's a rave. All right, keep that cued. We might need it again. I can see the kids' eyes glazing. They're just like... We get it. 2013 was great. Move on. Kids process information fast. They're like, we got it at the first thing. Yeah, awesome, good, move, done. There are goldfish to be consumed, Pastor. 2014, as I look forward, I believe is going to be amazing. I look back at 2013 and I look forward to 2014. It's us, a church, what God has for us. When we, um, when we felt the call to plant this church, uh, I was able to go to England for a few weeks. I was working for an organization called Fusion, and I spent time there praying and asking God um, what we were supposed to do about, about planting this church. And um, I went there, and it was a great time, felt completely reassured, yes, God is asking us to plant this church. I remember I was at a service at the end of the, the time there, and a woman came up to me and said, can I, can I pray over you? And she spoke some prophetic things over my life, and I don't know how much you guys have experienced all that stuff. If that gives you the heebie-jeebies, don't worry. It's not like I'm going to do that to you now or nothing like that. But, but she said she saw some things in my life, and, and I told her that we were thinking about planting a church. And she said, okay, and she came back afterwards and prayed, and she says, I want to give you a verse. And I don't know what it says, but I want to give it to you. I think it's important for your church. I said, go for it. So I wrote it down. I want to share that verse for you because I think it has just as much application for 2014 as it did all the way back in 2009 when this thing started. Here's what it says. It's Isaiah 45, 2 through 3. It says, this is what the Lord says. I will go before you, Cyrus, and level the mountains. Cyrus, it's supposed to be Acts Church. It's just update, okay? Acts Church. And level the mountains. I will smash down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. And I will do this so you that know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. You know, she gave this to us, and, and at first, I didn't really know all of what it meant. I figured, oh, cool, God's going to go before us. And, and I mean, maybe it'll be easier than we think it is and stuff like that. But I can tell you that over the last few years, this, this verse has become so strikingly clear. So strikingly clear at times when God goes before us and he's setting up things that we think are, are just coincidence and the providence. That he goes before us and he gives us opportunities to do things that should have never been handed to us, given to us, allowed us to do as a church. But it happens because it's God. But what I noticed in this and what I want to cast our vision on this, this next year, what I want to direct your attention to for the next few minutes, is as I was reading it, I, I bumped into verse 4. Isaiah 45, 2 and 3 is what we've been given. And I'd read it a million times, and I continue to read verse 4, and this is what it says. And why have I called you for this work? You can just stop there. Why have I called you for this work? There's a principle in this that, that's true throughout all of Scripture. And as you, as you look into it, as you dive into it, you'll notice it over and over and over and over again. I'll read you another verse and see if you can get it. There's this one in, in Luke 9. Verses 1 and 2, and here's what it says. This is Jesus, and he's talking to the guys who are his disciples. And this is what he shares with them. He says in Luke 9, 1 through 2, he says, One day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Do you see it? Do you see the, the, the similarity between the two verses? Do you see it? There's this, there's this simple truth that we see throughout Scripture from beginning to end in these two verses. 
And I want, you to, I want you to catch it. I want you to remember it. I want you to not forget it. It's that this, God gives so we can go. God gives so we can go. And we see this in, in these stories. You see uh, him talking to this Cyrus, this, this, this people he's calling. He says, you know, I'll go before you and I'll level the mountains. I'll give you secret riches. And he says, you notice afterwards, he says, so why have I called you to this work? Work. I'm giving you all these things, now here's the work. I give so you can go. Jesus calls together his 12 disciples, and he says, I'm going to give you power so when you go, you can cast out demons. You will have all the power you need to share the gospel. And he says, now go and tell people about this. God gives so we can go. It's a principle throughout Scripture you'll see from the earliest of days to the very end. You go all the way back to stories like, like uh, Moses. God gives him a staff. God gives him these abilities to be able to put his hand in his cloak and it turns leprous. And he gives him these things and he says, now go and tell Pharaoh that my people need to leave. We see it continue out through scripture where God sends the Holy Spirit in, in Acts. He says, basically, he says, wait for the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, this gift that's given to you in Acts, he says, then go out into the world. God gives so we can go. And it's a principle throughout Scripture from beginning to end. And it's something that we need to understand. You need to understand. I need to understand. As a church, we need to understand. Because it's so foundational. Throughout Scripture, it's true. And it needs to be in our, true in our life as well, too. You see, there's, there's this, this, um, this fear that I have. That, that we can get caught up in what this world teaches us. Which, which is this. That whatever you're given is yours. And that's how the world lives. Whatever's given to me, I grasp a hold of so tightly and you'll have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. That's not the way that we're supposed to live. Not people who've met Jesus. Not people who have met God. You see, because every time that these people who are following God, every time they're given something, it's, it's met with a go. Here, I give, now go. God gives, we can go. And it has to be true in our lives. We have to understand it both as a church, and I think you do as well too this next year. Whatever you've been given, it's been given to you so that you can go in some way or another, whether that be your, your talents, your time, your, your finances, your passions. God gives so you can go. God gives to us so we can go. Why is this so important to Acts, though, in 2014? Because you think, okay, so yeah, I, I get that principle. Why does that have anything to do with us in Acts Church in 2014. Well, as all you guys know, we're um, a completely mobile church. All, all this stuff is, is set up, tore down every single week. Uh, we have been since day one, three years, uh, hauling all this different stuff. And this is, this is what we do. It's, it's part of our DNA. But in 2013, God opened up a possibility for us to get this, this uh, building next door. HQ is what we call it, headquarters. That's where we have kids' ministry for the older kids, if you're wondering. If you come back next week and you're uh, a new visitor, right one door away from this door outside, we actually own a storefront now that we're using, and we have the whole area set up for kids. We have automatic locking doors and video cameras, and it, it's this awesome environment for these kids. Uh, right now it's tore down because today we're going to have a meeting in it. And it's this great opportunity. So, but, but why would God give us that? So we can go, right? God gives so we can go. Even more so, though, with 2014 is this. And this is the most exciting news I have for you today. In 2014, God has made a way so that we will no longer be having church here on Sunday mornings. God 
God has blessed us with a new location, a new location for 2014 for our weekend services, a better location, a more solid location. We have a contract signed, and starting February 2nd, three weeks, we will begin to meet at 1055 6th Street in LaSalle, which is the old Catholic school, which is owned by none other than Mayor Jeff Grove. Do you see the providence? Do do you see the fact that when we started, God gave us special attention right away to step into events that the city was doing, and we became friends with the mayor? He was here at our one-year anniversary and said, we're happy this church is in our area. And at three years in, he buys this building, and we're his first and only tenant right now. Man, you know, people all the time, people all the time who don't believe in God, they'll say, that's coincidence, that's coincidence. Man, if it's coincidence... The more I follow Jesus, the more coincidence I see. It just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. This facility is going to be awesome for us. It has a huge auditorium, double the size of this one. It means that we can grow. We're not going to be packed in there. It means also the fact that we have a place to store everything on site. Nothing needs to be hauled. We have a real stage with real lighting where we can mount our sound system and leave it. Really cool kids, and one of the reasons why I wanted you up here, our kids' ministry area is like whole nother level. (laughs) Right now, we set up fabric walls in a couple of, like, game rooms. In this area, we have three dedicated classrooms for kids' ministry that are ours 24-7. means they get to stay set up. We can create these environments and make amazing kids' areas that are 100% safe, automatic locking doors where your kids are safe, and we know that there's no issue of them being able to tear through one of our dividers and go running off. Man, awesome opportunities in this place. We have potential to be able to grow in this location. We have potential to be able to do better than we ever have before. But here's the thing. God's given us this. Why does God give us things? Say it, say it, right? Why does God give us things? So we can go. God gives so we can go. And that's what we have to understand. And that's why when I look at 2014, I'm even more excited because I don't know about you, but I would never, I would never call God wasteful. Would you? Do you think God would waste time, energy, effort? I don't think so. He's the most wise being in the universe. You, right here, if you're here today and you're breathing, there's a reason why you're alive because I don't believe God would let you breathe his air if there was no purpose for your life. He's not wasteful. There's a reason why you're still breathing. There's a reason why you're here today. God's not wasteful. He's not even going to waste your time. There's a reason why we're here, and there's a reason why that building has came into our possession. There's a reason why God would give, and it's so that we can go. And read back at that verse, Isaiah 45. Secret treasures, riches hidden in darkness, a building that's been empty for years. Treasures hidden in darkness. It's prophecy come true in our in our church. I believe wholeheartedly that we stand at the beginning of the best year of ministry we've ever had as a church. That I believe that God has given us these things because he's going to show us ways to go farther and faster than we ever have before. 
that he gives us these things because he knows that we're ready to take the next step. And what does this mean? Because it, what we tend to think is, okay, well, this means we, we get bigger. Let's get bigger. Let's get bigger. Let's get bigger. Yeah, I, I'm happy to get bigger because every person is another soul that Jesus needs to save. I'm not a, I'm not a people, the church is too big. Church isn't too big until there's no one left. Otherwise, church is too small. There's thousands and thousands of people who need a church. But we don't need to get bigger. I'm telling you that right now what God's telling us is to get better. What I felt is I've prayed over this next year and I've asked God, we're moving into this new facility that we're going to go to. Go ahead and put it up there for a second. Leave it up there for a sec so we can get some, we get some vision. Look at it, right? God wants us to be better. And here's what I mean. When we step into this place, we're going to be able to reallocate energy. It means that we can take and put more energy into doing amazing worship experiences where people really, really get connected through worship, through messages. It means that we can take, and because of these spaces we have with HQ and, and with this new building, it means that we can do a better job with kids' ministry than ever. It means we can do a better job with youth ministry than ever before. It means we can do a better job with groups where we can host Alpha this year and we can run courses where people can get more plugged in and learn more about their faith. I believe that we're supposed to get better this year. There's a story of, uh, of, of back when... Uh, Chick-fil-A was just a, a smaller corporation. And they were in this race to beat competitors. And they kept saying, we need to get bigger. We need to get bigger. We need to get bigger. And finally, one of the big execs, he slammed down his hand on the table and he says, I'm tired of all this talk about bigger. We need to get better. Because if we get better, our customers will demand that we get bigger. If we get better, we don't have to worry about bigger because our customers will demand it that we come to their community, that we come into their backyard that we serve them. That's what I believe God's asking for our church. That we would get better. That we would connect people to be able to do more ministry. That we would be all focused and people would step up to the next level of of giving, of serving, of, of helping. And as we get better, that our community demands that we get bigger. That we grow as a church. That we encompass more. As we do this, it's going to give us more and more opportunity. I pray our church gets bigger. You know why? Because the larger we get as an organization, the more we can effectively reach this community. The more pull and sway we have, the more opportunity we have to share with more people in this area who Jesus is. We've got to get better for God and we've got to get better for them. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity today that presents itself because we're at the beginning of a year. You can live your year just like any other one. And at the end of it, you can do what we did this year. You can try to look back and think, did I accomplish goals? Did I get to where I was supposed to be? Or today, you can pre-decide that 2014 is going to be awesome. You can decide, I'm just going to walk through it, whatever, we'll see what happens. Or today, you can pre-decide and say, no, I'm going to make sure 2014 is amazing is awesome. What I want you to do is this. If, if, if you realize God's given me this church. This is my church. God's given us these things so that we can go. So that we can go. If that's you, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to come back for the next few weeks because what I'm going to do at the beginning of this year is talk about the foundational things 
we need to do in our lives to get us primed for an amazing year in 2014. The first few weeks of this next year, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus in on things that we need to do. You need to do personally. We need to do corporately. And what it's going to lead us to in 2014. And all I ask you to do is to come and walk in with this attitude. God, you show me something. I'm willing to change. You show me something specific for my life. I'm willing to change. If we all walk into this next year in that, that way, I believe wholeheartedly that God will do the most amazing works he's ever done in our church. That we'll be able to make Jesus famous in this area like never before. That it'll become contagious. That we'll grow and the five cities will become a reality. That people will, will clamor for us to become bigger because of the ministry that we do. If we do this, how about on a small level? Who in your life could come to know Jesus this next year? What family member? What friend? What coworker? This next year, when we get to this day, could be sitting next to you in service and saying, thank you. Thank you for telling me about Jesus. Thank you. Man, the opportunities are amazing. They lie before us, and I can tell you that I've decided in my heart, I'm not going to come at this year haphazardly. I've pre-decided I want to make 2014 amazing. If you'll do it with me too, there's no telling what this year could hold. He's given. Now it's for us to go. Why does God give? Say it with me. Why does God give? So we can go. God gives so we can go. And I stand at the beginning of this year saying, there is no question God has given. Now it's for us to go. Pray with me just for a second. God, I thank you for this day. And I pray, God, that you would, you would get into our heads. God, that you would not let us walk out of this room and, and simply forget about what we had heard. But that as we get up and we, we leave this place, that you would, you would stay in our heads, you would bounce around inside of there, and you would remind us about this next year. What is it going to be? Is it going to be haphazard and accidental, or is it going to be on purpose? I ask Jesus Christ that you would make it real in our lives, so that, that you give so we can go. And we'd realize that if you've given us this church, you've given this church these blessings, that it's for me to go. I ask God that you would do miracles. And I pray that, Lord, at the end of this year, we would be able to see amazing things come true, both personally in people's lives and corporately as a church. I ask Jesus when we get there, it wouldn't be a story of how great we are, but it would be a story of how great you are. And we just thank you for what a great God you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just to close here today. I really, really appreciate you being here. I challenge you to come back to hear some of these messages and see if they have application for your life.